Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Football Social Daily. Welcome to Football Social Daily, your Premier League podcast from the Sports Social team. And on a Wednesday, a special guest interview with a former Premier League personality. And today, that personality is Manchester United and Celtic legend Brian McClare. We spoke to Brian last week for part one of the chat where he was talking to us about Noel Gallagher washing his car for a couple of penguin biscuits or blue ribbons as it turned out to be in the end. And we'll be hearing more from Brian very, very shortly about his time under Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. And joining me to chat with Chockey, Marley Anderson and Joel Tudor. Joel, you were quite keen to ask him about one Eric Cantona and it's quite poetic that the podcast is out today because today is the... I think 26th anniversary or something like that of Eric Cantona's Kung Fu kick against the Crystal Palace fan. I know as a United fan, I think everyone's probably screaming at me to just ask the right questions. And I wanted to know what the hell was going on with that, what the reaction was in the dressing room, if they even still liked him after it. And uh, yeah, he gave some pretty convincing and pretty pretty incredible answers about what the uh, aftermath of that was. But 26 years ago, that's crazy. Yeah, I might even be 27 actually now thinking about it. My maths isn't great, but it's definitely an anniversary today. <laughs> of something. <laughs> of, it, of it, you know, of Eric Cantona's Kung Fu kick. Speaking of the Eric Cantona situation, he actually assisted Cantona for that really famous chip that he scored, you know, with the popped collar and all the rest of it. So yep. even if... You take Chockey's goals out of it. He's been involved in some pretty iconic Man United moments over his lifetime. You don't realise until everyone's seen that chip, everyone's seen David Beckham's goal and, and McClare, McClare assisted you know, the pair of them. So it's it's one of them where you go, oh, what, you were, like, first you go, oh, you were playing in that game. Then you go, oh, right, oh, fair enough. Like, you just learn something every day. But it's one of them, we didn't have to give him any leads, did we, at all? Like, just little... Do you remember this? And he's got like five, six anecdotes about it. And it's like, you've never heard them before. So 
that's why he was a he was a great guest and that's why we have to split it over two parts as well <laughs> yeah he's had so much to say so we're going to hear part two from Chockey including the time that he assisted David Beckham for that long range goal against Wimbledon and the fact that he didn't actually think Bex was that good a player when he first saw him interesting story and who can forget the big scrap he had with Nigel Winterburn as well loads of good stuff to come here on Football Social Daily so without further ado here's the rest of our chat with Brian McClare I know you're talking about dressing rooms. I know there was a big polarising figure, Roy Keane, who joined in 93 while you were there. And then he became captain four years later. Was there any signs when he first joined that he had captain material? Or was there any, was there any like presence that he was building in the dressing room when he first arrived? Because four years is a short time to become captain. I think, though, you see, though, that, that that's, again, the, the other brilliant thing about Alex Ferguson. He's, his recruitment was fantastic. He made decisions. He always made a decision. You know, you could use the, the Jim Layton won an FA Cup final as a prime example of that. I suppose Roy at the end of his his career at Manchester United, and they stuck to those decisions, and they got more of them right than they got wrong. And he was a lucky <laughs> b- <laughs> in what sense? Well, you look at Barcelona '99. We got absolutely hammered, didn't we? Hammered. Yeah. And he comes away with the Champions League trophy, don't you? It's that that is nothing to do with tactics. That's just fortune. But if you keep doing nice things, like nobody have, nobody have publicised, he certainly won't publicise. He did a lot of nice things for a lot of people. He did a lot of charity mm. stuff. He's always there to be listening to people. Roy, he again was one of those. He knew he was a good player. I mean, we we just have chats about you know who would you sign if you were you know. And Roy was one of the ones who'd go well with that. Keen at Forest, we got to be, we'd have to be interested in him. You know, he's one of the ones that certainly remember talking to Robo about. Even though you, you know that he's going to be quite soon playing ahead of you, ahead of me, ahead of whoever else it was. You know, um, so when he could tell when he came in, he was he was a very strong-willed character. Um, what I admire most about Roy is, is overcoming these these demons with um, alcohol. You know. I think that's incredible that he's managed to, to do that because it's at some point there was potential threat to his, certainly his football career, you know. Uh, and then I think he just grew into that kind of thing. And you can see how much it, it means to be part of the team with, with the Patrick Vieira incident, you know, with Gary Neville. Normally, Roy would be hitting Gary himself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you had... Again, they built a dressing room, built teams that were really strong characters, and we put demands on ourselves, and we put demands on those young players, whoever it was that came in. Listen, we've been successful now. We want to continue to be successful. This is what you need to do. Mm. And there was a big demands all the time, and they can, they would, can, they then they took over that, and they put the demands on because they they'd, they'd come through a, a really good apprenticeship with various different coaches at the football club, and if you're Bob. Alex Ferguson in particular the demands were there every single day and they got greater uh, as as they uh, get more successful Speaking of characters Roy Keane's clearly one another who's almost an icon more than he is a character is Eric Cantona what was your relationship like with Eric? Great See Eric you, well first of all you get this thing it's the same as anything you know you want to stay in the team as long as you can Um, I was you know in a situation where I could play badly in several positions so I, I sometimes got to do that you know too much to my amusement as well 
But when you get, you're always getting a thing about how long is it going to last. You don't want to leave Manchester United when you're winning. And you're doing, you know, you want to and you, it's a great place to live. And suddenly you sign somebody like him, you think, oh, that's me, f then. <laughs> you know, that's your first impression. And you've heard all about Eric, you've seen stories about him, you've mm. seen different lots of bits and pieces. He's got the reputation on, on Font Terrible. He comes into the dressing room and he couldn't have been more respectful. He couldn't have been nicer. And he couldn't have fitted in any, any better. And he fitted in brilliantly. He, he, was, he said lots of nice things publicly about a lot of the players in the dressing rooms and how immediately he'd felt comfortable in the dressing room and that he, he, he loved being there. And when you love and you feel comfortable and you're happy, your performances reflect that. Who was your best mate at United? Did you have one? Was there anyone you could kind of lean on? Lean on in what way? <laughs> keep you up. None on of them understood keep you standing me. on a night out. You, look, you see it time and time again. None of them couldn't understand his sense of humour. Didn't understand his sense of humour. Didn't understand his sense of humour. Didn't understand his sense of humour. <laughs> so yeah, they just not not particularly. We were all we all got on. We all got on, and it was we had great teams, good banter, and we and we we stuck stuck up for each other. Fergie did great when he was great. Team talks was you should be happy he's playing today. You should be happy he's playing today. You should be happy he's playing today. Because you know? mm. if it, if it not just in the game, if it ever ever then you need you, he'll be there or he'll be there, and you might need to be there for him next week. Or oh, I found that pretty inspiring. Did Alice Ferguson's kind of image go up in the way in which he dealt with Eric Cantona after that incident with the fan in in terms of him publicly really defending him, keeping him on? Again, How did you all view it in the dressing room? Nah, you just realised that... You must have been thinking, what the f*** is Eric doing well, kicking a fan? I, was, I wasn't I wasn't really pleased about it because I knew my view was that if it had been any of the rest of us, we'd have got sacked. So you think there's a bit of favouritism? Yeah, clearly, but that's happens, right? So you've got, you, you, you just have to accept that. You, if you're a game changer, you just accept Get that. Get nine lives. You have to you? accept it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they've got to change the game all the time. As soon as they stop doing that, then they have to move on. No, I wasn't I wasn't best pleased about it, but I wasn't I wasn't managing, you know, the manager dealt with the way he thought was the right thing to do and and it, and it probably was the right thing to do for, for everyone, yeah. But it certainly gives you something to talk about, really. How about the dressing room? I, I don't see it at the time because I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it happened. And you know, and even though everybody was telling me that, I was like, oh, it's not possible. You know, I did physics, at, you know, you know, I'm like, that's not that's the <laughs> it doesn't compete, right? No, I didn't knock my head, it just didn't, you know, because it's like he's up here and he's down there, you know. And, and by the time I, and I'd only you did looking here because you just got sent off and you're concentrating the game because we're 1 0 down and they hear a furore out with what's happening. You look around and he's standing over, you know, and somebody's got hold of him. Mm. And then at the end of the game, you get, and I'm like, that's not, you can't, that's not, that's not happened, you know. Until, and we all, we, whatever way, we ended up, he, Crystal Palace, it was one of the worst places to get back from. So you get home late, early hours in the morning, you know. And my missus had uh, videoed the game. So she goes, it's just unbelievable, you know. So, so it did happen then. This is, I, was, I just kept watching it, kept rewinding it and just going, that's just... Can't believe that. Can't <laughs> it believe is mental, it. isn't it? And, you, and you're like, what did they say to him, you know? What do you think? 
did he say this guy say? I mean, you always, you say, there's plenty of times where you thought about get involved with fans, sometimes your own fans, you know, but was it Patrice Evra that did that, wasn't it? Yes, it was at Marseille, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes, but you just, usually you just kind of get up by the time, you just kind of go, oh, no, you can't be doing that, you know, but Eric, he was a great lad and he was a good, he was a cracking lad and mm. he didn't deserve everything he got for that, you know, so maybe part of the fact because it was Eric Cantona that it was, it was dealt in such a fashion because he, he got a custodial sentence for it at first. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he goes down to Croydon Court with uh, Morris Watkins, who's who's um, defended him, and that was his first mistake because Morris has never won a case. <laughs> he was signed. <laughs> never won a case, <laughs> Morris, uh, and he got a custodial sentence. So it was like he'd gone down there, and he just downstairs, and he went downstairs and away in the back of a van. And he had, I don't know how long he was in there before he got bail, and then the second one he got uh, nine months community service, I think. And then the FA hammered them after that as well. But then, it, you know, it gives like those grandiose returns culminating yeah, yeah. in the cup final, isn't it? So, mm. great story for him and a great story for Manchester United. You spoke about Paul Scholes earlier. David Beckham, Gary Neville too. So what were your first impressions of that class of 92 crop that we they talk were, about? As so I said, that Gary was a, uh, a steady player. He had a long throw. <laughs> no, he did have a long throw. Because Gary Parcel got a... a for it, <laughs> yeah. For hey, do you not know he's a long? Th- well, am I supposed to know he's got a long throw? I was seeing him playing, you know. Like, so <laughs> he got a ball. So he's steady, Gary. So the, and always, Gary was decent enough, athletic. Nicky Bot, good player, very good player. Scolesy, little genius. David, I'd been, I'd, but then I'd been in and out of the team, so I'd played quite a number of games in the reserves, and I'd also been training a bit with the reserves. And all David seemed to want to do was hit the ball 60 yards from right to left, often straight out of the pitch. And I was, get, was just to get frustrated about this, you know, and I think, what are you doing? Just pass it to somebody, you know? And um, I believe that if Preston could have scraped up the money, because he went on loan to Preston, mm-hmm. I think Preston Moise was the manager, I think, or assistant. Yeah. If they scraped up the money, I think they'd have sold them to Preston. So that's how, again, how mm. sometimes a lot of things. I, I could, like just, just for me, I couldn't see yeah, a player for what I was looking for. I couldn't. Well, were you, you the least impressed with him out of the, the, the crop well, of players? At the time, yeah. yeah. As, as in the reserves, I, I, I wasn't. Which is, it's funny, though. You talk so. about sliding doors, and we're hoping yeah. that we can get Ben Thornley on the show at some point. Ben, but, you know, ben was, I mean. A lot of people say Ben way. was the best of the class of 92, ben but got injured and never got a chance. Yeah, I played with Ben, and I played in the game. He got injured, which is tragic, really, you know. But uh, mm. that's what happened to Ben, you know, he, he got a bad tackle, got a cruciate knee injury. Uh, but Ben was another one. They did, it was, again, it was a pretty impressive crop of players who, yeah. who were in that. And again, as you said, sliding doors, you know, uh, it may not. But David, yeah, went on, worked hard. And I think one of the benefits that, uh, the, the, one of the big benefits for Gary was he, wor- he worked hard at doing the simple things. Guys was quite quick and he was a decent tackler and he had a long throw. But he just passed the ball to David and passed the ball to Roy Keane. Passed the ball to David, passed it and made sure he just... And then it's like they'd overlap and then they started getting a bit better at, at crossing the ball. So I think that having David and Roy as the ones to 
to yeah. pass the ball forward to. It was a great advantage for, for Gary, you know. And he, he went on to just be consistent at that. Mm-hmm. So got got really good at simple things. Well, relatively simple things. Pass the ball to somebody with the same colour of shirt and move. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simple Make game. Make it sound Break so it easy. Down Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You scored, obviously, well over 100 goals for Manchester United. Do you have a favourite? Because when we were looking at research for this show, we found what I think is called on YouTube the greatest Manchester United goal of all time. And yeah. I think It goes viral every few weeks, it seems. And it's it's usually from a United historian. And it's like, do you remember when Brian McClare scored the greatest goal in football history? And it's the, the scramble, the Royal Rumble that ends with you tapping it in against... Uh, who was it against? Sheffield Wednesday. Was it Wednesday, was it? Yeah. So we, the plan was to show you that and, and talk, talk, talk goal, us through yeah. it. But there's, there's, yeah, and as during the lockdown, there was a, a video of that where there's no ball in it. <laughs> and it's even more ludicrous when there's no ball in it because you don't quite work out exactly what's happening. <laughs> I can't remember what the music was in it, but it is Very really hill. funny <laughs> because you're like, ah, what's he doing there? What's he doing? It's got to be all of that. Five centimetres I tap it in from, yeah. something like that, you know, which is just, it's one of those when you, you, you always like to, I always kind of like to be around about there because usually that's when most schools are scored, you know, so I just keep trying to hang Did around, just got to hang around hoping, you know, and then yeah. what's one of those that just dropped and you go, you feel those, you feel it stopping it on the line. <laughs> back away. in your Scotland day, <laughs> stop it on the line and roll it over, you know. Yeah. But you know that, you, you see, the, one of the reasons why you didn't do that as a professional is it's disrespectful. But you know that there's a possibility the manager would just take you off for doing it yeah. and, you, and then you might never play again. Mm. Or you certainly get a row for it. So what would be your favourite then? If you had to choose. I don't one. have a favourite goal or a favourite game because the older you get, you you appreciate that sometimes, it, well, yeah. I've never scored a bad goal, right? There's no, like you talk about that going, be oh, what a terrible goal that was. Yeah, It's not a bad goal. It's a goal and it gives you the same kind of pleasure really. They all count, yeah. I know you um, assisted uh, two very, very yeah, good goals as well. That's, well. Yeah, That's yeah. our cliche bell, by the way. <laughs> so, no goal is a bad goal, and they all count, so there's two cliches in there. I could go with loads of cliches. I used to <laughs> yeah, avoid them. Don't. I'll be ringing this bell I used to avoid them. That's why I probably I ended up nearly getting punched in a bar in Spain, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best there. I, changed, I used to change them around, you know. Obviously, uh, you ended up becoming a midfielder, which is what you started as, as you Yeah, I would say so. that, that I, was, I was a little adapter. I could be played badly anywhere, you know. I could often <laughs> yeah. 
you even find yourself in situations you think, what am I doing here, you know? And I suppose that's, that's again, it's a, a nice kind of thing to, that the manager trusts you to uh, not be absolutely diabolical in the position, you know, <laughs> because it, I got brought on at half-time in the, against Juventus in the Champions League because he'd fallen out with Giggsy. I did an argument and Giggsy said something, so he didn't get off, you know, and I wasn't really paying him. He said something, I'm sure he said my name, and I was like, she said my name there, you know. You're, you're getting on. What? Where, where am I playing? Giggs is off. I'm like, left wing, left wing against Juventus. They're in their ground. They yeah, didn't have a bad team. playing against Conte. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have hair at the he time? He didn't look any light. He looks now. <laughs> <laughs> and they had strands. That's what he had. But he's a really good player. And the right back was this lad called Pesotto, who was really quick. Yeah. I think, oh, well, my. I just caught the ball. Passed it to Red Shirt and moved around a bit. That's the Gary Neville. <laughs> That's what I did. I, 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 I'm not running away from any of these people. You know, certainly not on the left hand side. So just go. and they, they they scored an injury time. I'm sure that Zaggy was offside. He was always offside, but he scored an injury time. Lost one 0 But wasn't it Fergie who said he he was born offside? That yeah, like, wasn't he was in Zaggy? Yeah, he was born offside. Zaggy, yeah. Yeah. He was he wasn't a great football player, but he scored goals. Very limited. Yeah, just. Yeah. Just in, a goal scorer, in, yeah. Yeah. But he always knew where to be. Is one of them. No goals, a bad goal. There you go. There you go. No goals are a bad goal. Um, right, we've got a video in front of you there, Brian. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you won't be able to see this, so I will describe it to you, Brian. You've got to describe this. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm going to describe. describe. <laughs> I'm going to describe the game, and I'm going to describe kind of what happens. But we'll, Brian we'll was put the link on our yes. on our socials. We'll put, we'll put the Twitter, link. Yeah. But. Brian was telling us before the podcast that he's never been sent off in his career, but he probably should have been here. Ever. I find that strange. Nine years of age. So what, you played 500 or something league games and you never got sent off? That's unbelievable. Anyway, so this is against Arsenal and Dennis Irwin, your teammate, the Irish fullback, gets cleaned out by Nigel Winterburn. Bad tackle. And you just go flying over to him and then it all kicks off. There's about a 20-man brawl. Uh, so what do you remember of this? What happened was it was not, and it was a bad, it was a poor challenge by Nigel. He he, he could have hurt Dennis, and uh, he's I was right next to the incident, and Nigel then uh, thrust his back against my foot twice. As you can clearly see there, although in this one you've played it the wrong way around, and it looks as though I've kicked him twice. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, Evan, this. You'll always get situations where you go into the red zone, where you've just completely lost it, mm. and uh, and that split second it was in the, and I can't explain at all. All our players come back to that thing. You'd be happy he's playing today. They could say the same thing because they all r- rushed in to uh, support Nigel, who was Nigel was lying on still on the ground the whole way through this. I don't think he got up at all. You know, and uh, those people throw put not throwing any punches, but pushing and all. That. Oh, there was a punch. Anders Limbaugh, the sneaky little bastard, came round behind and punched me in the ear, resulting in two stitches immediately after. Did it carry on in the tunnel? No, no pieces no, were thrown we'd, on that occasion. We'd had enough of that. But. And then I thought, I'm, that's it. I've got, I'm going to get sent off. No question. I can't even stand on after doing that. The referee had stepped away. And then when it all calmed down, he came over and, and he booked Nigel Winterburn and play on. <laughs> Were you like thinking, I'm getting a hairdryer here? That's what you would have been thinking. Well, right? yeah. Going to get it. That was almost... We, we would lose the game 1-0. Well. We would lose them 1-0 or we lost 1-0. Anyway, so you knew you were getting it anyway. So well, I do remember um, volu- I, went in, I did go into training ground the next day and uh, 
I went in the Nazi knocks and the manager was sitting there and I said, look, oh, you you got to find me, you know. And Nazi just went like that. What the f*** was this, you know? He's <laughs> f***ing himself, you know, because he's seen me playing several times. You don't, don't tend like to that. get angry at all, I then? Don't, I don't like that, but it just said, then again, you get into the red zone and I was in, for that moment, I was in the red zone and Nigel got it. But we'd, we'd had a little bit of history in me and Nigel, eh? we'd had an incident the year before. Bit bloody in there, there, yeah. Well, I spoke uh, to him. I did, he did the podcast, so we'd, yes, we've uh, just one of those events, you know. There's no, mm. no malice out of that. But the year before, yeah, there was there was an incident I where I was shaking him like a rag doll. He was <laughs> pretending he was pretending to be knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find these. We need to find. Yeah, there's the year before. Yeah, but I'll be there because it's the same thing. I just he, he, he was like he caught him out of the corner of my eye. He was rushing chairs straight into a tackle. Uh, I don't know, they just didn't like me. It was just it's one of those things. I mean, just yeah, yeah. players he just didn't like for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And I I turned and I caught him on my shoulder and he fell and he yeah, he was pretty, I knew he wasn't knocked out, but I just picked him up and I was shaking him like that. And he's shaking little arms and the legs and got all over the place and I thought there's forty four thousand people watching me here. Never mind the television. I just let him go and he hit the ground with a satisfying thud. <laughs> and then the year after we had to pleasure of going to Highbury when they'd won the league and give them a guard of honour and I said I went up to him before the game and I said Nigel let's shake hands on this it's before somebody gets hurt <laughs> that was it done there was two things that, that got me about this so firstly I was looking for the scrappy goal so I typed in YouTube um, typed in Brian McClare and I was expecting it to say <laughs> Brian McClare highlights uh, Brian McClare scrappy goal and then the other things that you get when YouTube tries to guess what you what you're about to type, but the third result was Brian McClare, uh, Nigel Winterburn tackle. So I was like, "Oh, what's this?" Because I'd I'd forgot about it. I've I'd seen it before, but it escaped my memory. My and then obviously I watched it. My so. Manchester United career can be edited into four events: Mr. Penalty and an FA Cup tie at Highbury. Yeah, yeah. Which was the worst penalty seen until Bruno Fernandez recent one at uh, Stratford End. 20-man brawl, passing the ball to Cantona, one two with Cantona, made the mistake of passing the ball to David Beckham when he shot from the halfway line. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ties, that ties in perfectly to it. He's always trying the hard thing, and then that one time... But the thing is, so the, this is again another... That, I'm, I'm a sub. The manager tells me, go on, settle the game, get settled down, don't be doing... Make, get them, calm them down, all that. Play out the game. So we're in comfortable possession and just inside our half. I've got the ball. There's David. I'll just roll the ball. I'll I'll move to the other side. He can pass it back to me, and then I can pass it around here. And I knew I can knew what he was going to. I'm because I'm thinking oh, he's going to shoot me. I can just tell the way he's set up. I'm going to get this because I've given him the ball. He's told me. I'm thinking he's going to kill me. He's he's told me calm him down. He's shooting from inside the half. <laughs> and so I'm right behind them. That's why I jumped on his back. So I'm right behind him, and I, and I know he's, he's, set, he's set up for just to do it. He hits it, and I'm thinking, that's not bad, that. <laughs> You're ready to give him and a And you're watching the goalkeeper, and then we always had a great support there, and you can tell by the, the people jumping up behind the goals that it's scored, right, it's gone in. Yeah. And all I can think about was Scottish goalkeeper. <laughs> Neil, Neil Sullivan, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Neil Sullivan, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, and, and I'm going to get a ball. He's not going to get, he's not getting... Praise for scoring from halfway line. He's got, I'm going to get a ball yeah. for for not keeping the game tight, you know. <laughs> so that was, and I said, jump on his back. And that's so you see me 
they sometimes see me in ecstatic and that's my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You spoke about Nigel Winterburn coming on the podcast. It's called Life with Brian. It's part of the Sports Social Podcast Network as well. How's that been going and any other guests that you've had on lately that have been fun to speak to? Everybody's been incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised every time somebody says, well, when... When uh, Matthew or Mark say, "Listen, can you be available for this?" Uh, um, this person wants to do it, and then you got uh, recently we had Michelle Rue Junior, who I know who I knew was a Man United fan. You know, ah, that's just I like to do a bit of cooking myself, you know, but not, not anything like uh, it's, it's a professional. But he was great, you know. Um, we just had the ex boxing champion Anthony Crawler on. Mm. And they're all different. Big red, isn't he? Big man. They're all different. They're all good, and you just every now and again you just go. It's just, and they're all in different ways. Been brilliant. Mm. I think maybe the thing is that a lot of the people who, for whatever reason, volunteer, they like to talk anyway. You know, so you you just if you can find, I like doing what you've been doing, right? Those little things. I love finding things like that. Yeah, Mm. nothing better than because I I there was never a. You get stitched up when you're a football player by the headlines a lot of the time, so you stop doing it. You stop talking to journalists. You stop yeah, talking. Yeah. You just get yeah. off apologising, you know. Aye, yeah. so I'd, I'd yeah. stopped all that. And then and then a lot of stuff going back to the shoot, it was not interesting. I like people ask me some interesting things, <laughs> some daft, like some of the things you're saying, you know. Like if you were ever in a band, you know. <laughs> I'd love to be with Well, maybe the next interview you might be asked the same question. We should make a fake <laughs> Brian McClare. Uh, yeah, like the, the Brian McClare so, experience. Brian Tarquin McClare. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was. The Tarquins. That's got to be a band already, hasn't it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's from Monty Python, that. <laughs> the, actual, the actual sketch is called um, Upper Class Twitter of the Year. And it's based around um, Mastermind. And uh, I don't know what the other characters are called, but this character is yeah. called uh, Tarquin Ole Fatang Fatang Biscuit Barrel. <laughs> I love Monty full, Python's brilliant. Giving me his full title, you know. Oh, is that? Are you a Monty so, Python fan? Because oh, obviously Monty. Life yeah, of Brian that, is the film, isn't it? And Life with yeah, Brian is the podcast. The, I loved... It gave you that kind of thing. It was so... I mean, I would be kind of young kids, you know, so you, you didn't get to see a lot of these things that you could do now. Mm. Sit there and just get plugged into the um, computer and just spend your whole life being plugged into it, laughing and watching different things. You had little bits of it, so you hear from think older people. And I remember um, uh, somebody bringing a book that was by their oldest brothers, and it's called Monty Python's Big Red Book, and it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> and in that is God's report card, and it's hilarious you know and that's like when I'm saying about being funny and these kind of things you've got something about Latin and needs to work on it you know things like that 
just stupid things you that you that, think um, that God would actually say, you know, yeah. be parodied about it. And I just thought, and then you see some of this stuff, and then I was at the age where, when like I went to see a Double Bill, in the cinema, the first film was Blazing Saddles, which I was sore laughing at, and then the second film was Monty Python the Holy Grail. Four hours of of crying, Damn. laughing. Yeah, yeah. And then it's only a I, flesh was, wound. I was again a young <laughs> yeah. person when when all the furore came out about the life of Brian, yeah, and all that getting banned and all that. So it was since things are going to be banned, you're told you're that, not going. You're going to go and see it, you know. And then just some of the things in that are just that stoning scene you know? in Life of Brian yeah. just cracks me up every yeah. time. Can't and then stop laughing and then about there was a slight possibility because this, they filmed the meaning of life, and the campsies are hell. The campsies one of those scenes, and we were new about it. We could have went up there and tried to get in as extras. That would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go. I didn't go. You know. So I know some people went. So all be. right. Well, you can check out the the podcast on the Sports Social Podcast Network. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. It is called Life with Brian. So make sure you check it out. And you mentioned people stitching you up, and we're going to do exactly that because we have a challenge for all of our guests at the end of every episode, and that is the Football Social Daily Keepy Uppy Challenge. It's 60 seconds. You have to use this tiny size two we've got down there in the corner. I'm not sure you've brought appropriate footwear in today, Brian. Have you got some sort of boots on to... Not football boots, but... He's an ex-pro, there's no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how the game works. I'm going to ask you some questions about your career. While I'm doing it. While you're doing it. No, I'm not kidding, honestly. So pick a spot in the studio. You can be as comfortable as you want, whether it's over there, here next to me, totally up to you. 60 seconds, try and keep the ball up as often as you can. Answer the question at the same time. Every question you get right, you get a point. Every time you drop the ball, a point gets taken away. So I will start your timer on the ring of this bell. Start. What year were Brian McClare born in? 63. How many league goals did Brian McClare score for Celtic? 127 or something. How? Oh, sorry, 99. Who was your last game for Scotland against? Estonia. You supported Airdrionians as a boy. What's their stadium called? It's not called. Well, it's called various things. Brimfield, Shibery, Excelsior. Yeah, that counts. In 1988, you were the first United player to score 20 league goals since who? George Best. Which Brazilian side did you score a hat-trick against in pre-season in 1987? Corinthians. Atletico Mineiro. Name three of the other Scotsmen in the United squad when you signed for Manchester United. What year did you retire from football? Uh, Arguably before I started. (laughs) Uh, 98. 1998 is correct. One more question. How much did Celtic buy you for in 1983? 75 or 90. Time. Well done, Brian. Good effort, that. Brian got eight right out of ten questions, which I think is pretty good going, to be fair. I'm impressed by that. I'm yeah. impressed by the that. The good thing is you're going to be the first one, so you top already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something like this on Friday as well, so I'm going to be top on Friday as well. <laughs> one of, I've got loads of questions here in case you just absolutely blitz through them. One of them was, uh, who did you assist against Sunderland for a very famous Man United goal? <laughs> Eric Cantona. Thanks so much oh, for coming cool. in and speaking to us. And don't forget, as we say, check out the... Life with Brian podcast on all platforms and part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Nice one, Brian. Good to see you. Thank you very much, mate. Awesome to hear from Brian McClare. What a character he is. And if you missed part one of the chat, just scroll back in the timeline and you'll be able to hear it. But loads of really cool stories from Chockey. And you can check out more from Brian on his podcast, Life with Brian, where he's been speaking to some 
former players that he used to cross paths with, as well as some celebrities of Manchester United persuasion, the likes of Michel Rue Jr. and Anthony Crawler, both featured on recent episodes. You can check it out on the Sports Social Podcast Network and wherever you find your podcasts. Next week on FSD, we're going to be talking to a former Wolves and West Ham player, Matt Jarvis, who's a big friend to us here on the show. And we'll be diving a little deeper into his story and his career in the game. So hit subscribe and that way you won't miss it. But that's it from us. We'll catch you next time. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.